if it was possible for me to overdose on Christmas programming, I would have done it by now. And therefore, I'm telling you, it is impossible. I cannot get enough of it. I don't know what y'all have been watching this Christmas season. Or if you're one of those people who it's totally fine if you're like this, I guess, who uh, doesn't, you know, you just have a disdain for Christmas programming, whether it be because it's cheesy or, you know, or forgive me for going there because maybe you've just got some really bad Christmas memories, but like... I don't know what y'all have been watching. You know, obviously the standards are uh, uh, Christmas Vacation, which, by the way, I actually haven't watched yet. I saved that one for Christmas Eve. That's sort of like my grand finale. And it's not that I think it's the best, although it may be. It's definitely the funniest. It's definitely the biggest release, you know. But I've been, you know, Christmas Story, that's a classic. But again, I usually save that till Christmas Day because that's sort of the tradition. You just have it on in the background. You know, you don't really set out to watch a Christmas Story. A Christmas Story just happens to you. And you certainly don't watch the movie in order. You turn on the TV and you, you pick up wherever it is. And then later, you catch another... You might end up watching the movie completely out of order like third act second act first act or third act first act second act or you know you repeat many many places in it and it's fine it's a great movie to pick up wherever um my favorite of all time i've never been shy about this i'm pretty sure i've told y'all is muppet christmas carol i think it is the creme de la creme of christmas movies but this year i have expanded my uh my my list of christmas things to watch i for the first i can't believe that i've never seen this uh but i just got through watching the original miracle on 34th street and let me tell y'all it is a delight it you know cinematography wise it's very much shot like a play because that's how you know things were shot back then it's very much just like camera on tripod you know actors do their thing But uh, the feller who plays Chris Kringle, and Lord, I can't remember his name, but man, he crushed it. Uh, It was so nice. Now, I love old movies, always have. I grew up, my dad's favorite movie is It's a Wonderful Life, which I've already watched twice this year. I watched the the, uh, black and white version, which is the version that I grew up on, but I'd never seen the color version, the colorized version. And I watched it, and I got to tell you, it's one of those instances where, and I think about this a lot, the black and white's better. It's totally better. I think the black and white does a better job of, uh, and this might be me getting up my own butt when it comes to like filmmaking and and how the you know how it's done, but like I think the black and white makes it easier to buy that George is you know all the ages that he's supposed to be in the movie when it's colorized george looks a lot older when he's supposed to be in college but black and white you know you can hide a lot of things in black and white which is uh something my dad taught me because he's a photographer and you know does video work and stuff and he shoots a lot of things in black and white because he's always like he tells me he's like if you can't get the lighting quite right you can hide a lot in black and white and it's true (laughs) i then i love black and white but i love those old movies and miracle on 34th street 
is uh, really good. And when I when I watch old movies, I tend to enjoy them more than my wife doesn't like them at all. But I think, and I've always told her, I think it's because she goes into them with the wrong attitude. Like she don't, she just has it made up in her mind that if something's in black and white, it's not going to hit for her. And um, we're not just black and white, but just if something was made, you know, before 1987, I don't know what her cutoff is for movies, but like it's not going to hit for her. And like, and it infuriates me because she won't even give them a chance. Like, and I tell her, I was like, look, I know this is a big ask, but if you, if you will go into these movies and if you can get yourself in the headspace and put it in the proper context of like, okay, this, this is how limited they were in their, you know, the technology of the cameras. You got to understand that like, stage acting was the only type of acting these people had ever done so like you know things like like the you know the Kaminsky method or whatever and like that whole notion of method acting like that wasn't even a thing yet like people because like how could it have been you know the only type of acting was stage acting which meant like you have to I guess it would be overacting when you put it on camera because when you're stage acting you have to act to the back of the auditorium you know what i mean whereas like then when you get on camera you can start being more subtle but like dude it took them a long time to figure that shit out so which is why not a christmas movie but like movies like citizen kane knowing the limitations that they had and knowing what time that movie came out it makes the film all that more brilliant i maintain that it holds up regardless but when you put it into that context it's amazing but now I try to get her with, uh, and this is again, this is not a Christmas movie, but I think Singing in the Rain might be the greatest movie of all time, um, and uh, 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 sort of related to Singing in the Rain. I also added to my list this year, White Christmas, which I think I had seen when I was a kid with my dad, uh, but recently rewatched. Absolutely tremendous, uh, great stuff. Also on my list for those of you wanting Christmas movie recommendations, I love I love every version of the Christmas Carol. I said I told you I think the Muppets is my favorite. Uh, Scrooge from I think 1942 also a really good one. I just watched that recently. Obviously, Bill Murray Scrooge is great. The uh, I just saw for the first time the uh, George Scott uh, Christmas Carol that was made for TV. And uh, I don't know how I'd never seen that. I really think that it's just like, I saw a couple versions when I was a kid with my parents, and then I saw Muppet Christmas Carol, and I was like, well, that's it for me. But the George Scott one was fantastic. And through that, I learned uh, something about George Scott, which really hit for me and made me go, I'm definitely talking about this dude on Putting on Airs. Because all I knew about George Scott was uh, that he was, you know, a well-renowned actor or whatever um george c scott i should say so very sorry as someone who people are constantly getting my name wrong i should be more sensitive to that george c scott i knew that he was a you know a well-renowned actor very respected um but one thing i didn't know he won an academy well i knew that he won an academy award but he won an academy award and he did not accept it and it wasn't like he just didn't show up. Like, he told him ahead of time. He's like, y'all may as well give this to somebody else because if you if I win, I'm not accepting it. And I thought it was like, when I heard that, I was like, oh, it must have been some, you know, 
liberal protest over something, which is obviously fine, um, and, and 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 all well and good. You know what I mean? Like using your platform to highlight something that you care about, and uh, especially turning down an award in the name of something is honorable. But to me, it actually hit even harder <laughs> because. He said that he wouldn't accept the award because he didn't like the idea of awards, period, when it came to acting and things, because he said something to the effect of art should never be compared, you know, where it's like, who's to say my performance was better than this person's in this movie? I mean, they're two separate movies, and like some people like mine and some people like theirs. And I thought that was, uh, I thought that was lovely. But another version, y'all hear them leaves under my feet and also i'm running out of breath another version it's semi you can barely i know you can call it a version of a christmas carol but it's about the making of a christmas carol it is called the man who invented christmas and it stars my main man dan stevens who uh y'all know all of you cultured people in here know played matthew crawley on one of the greatest television shows of all time downton abbey uh, he plays Charles Dickens, and the whole movie is about him rushing to get a Christmas Carol done in time for them to release it because he had had several flops <laughs> in the past year, and um, he had done some renovations to his house, and he was like blowing through all of his money. And uh, it's a really great telling of, of that story. But like, like I said. The, you know the the carrot like Scrooge is still present in it. Christopher Plummer plays Scrooge, but he plays a version of Scrooge that is like following Dickens around while he's writing the book, kind of like getting to know him as a character and stuff. And it is right lovely. It is right lovely. Love that film so much. I've also watched every almost every single. I, I'm getting close. Um, Doctor Who Christmas special. At least from the rebooted series that started in 2005. Y'all, I like the old ones. Um, I do. The old Doctor Whos. But, like, as someone who was introduced, really, to Doctor Who by, for, like, for the rebooted version, like, I just like them more. You know, they hold up a little bit better, <laughs> in my opinion. But those Christmas episodes are great. And if there's any Whovians out there, um, I think my personal favorite is the one where they're on the spaceship that is uh <laughs> that's modeled after the titanic uh the souls of the damned or something like that pretty great anyways i said all that to say this um it's like i love being in this christmas spirit so much and i never want it to end and my wife makes fun of me sometimes because i totally am the guy who could you know listen to christmas uh music in july and stuff and like we all get in the spirit and and we you know we recognize that this time of year is wonderful regardless of the stresses that it causes and it does cause us all stresses stresses that frankly a lot of times it's on us to let go of at least in you know my world i can say that i'm responsible for a great many of them but like you know I, in the christmas carol scrooge says something to the effect at the end when he's pleading to the ghost of christmas future you know death or whatever it is is like i promise i will hold all three spirits in my heart and i will keep christmas in my heart all year long you know and uh, we're led to believe the book ends so we just hope and assume that scrooge meant that and that it wasn't one of those like 
okay, I helped Tiny Tim out, and then I helped the community. But then after this, like, you know, here comes February, and I don't give a shit anymore. And um, I don't know. Like, I'm st- I'm sort of feeling that right now. Of like, I get you know so pumped about humanity during December, and then you know I'm like I, I, I hype myself up into like. I don't know, believing that I'm going to be a better person and shit. And, and, and like, I don't know, I, it's not even, I, I try to be good to people all year long, but like I give people more grace in December and then, you know, I think better of people and I have more faith in humanity and then I lose it. And, uh, anyways, I guess my new year's resolution, uh, this year is to try to, um, actually do the thing that I always say would be awesome, which is just like, make it be Christmas all year long, you know, just keep watching, whether, you know, and if it means I need to keep watching the movies, keep listening to the music, I'll tell you this, I could listen to the fairy, fairy tale of New York by the Pogues 24-7, 365, so that shouldn't be hard, now, bad thing is, that song makes me want to drink my ass off, which is funny, because the whole song is about, like, you know, an alcoholic, basically, ruining his life but hoping against hope that it's going to be okay because hey it's christmas (laughs) you know uh but lord god every pogue song makes me want to drink but anyways i don't know as commercial and bullshit as like christmas is and it's easy to be cynical about that and like i guess the thing is it's like let's just be cynical about the corporations that make it commercialized let's not be cynical about like what it actually represents like what you know what the story a christmas carol really represents which you know that was also a commercial endeavor by charles dickens but like it doesn't matter what the intentions the book means what it means and um you know i don't know christmas all year sounds pretty good huh well i don't know does to me anyways all right well i'll talk to y'all later love you bye